Hi, I'm Carol, and welcome to my Chronicles. I hope you come away inspired, refreshed, and ready to tackle your day. Well, in the spirit of the Feb Ibeg, I'd like to share my own, um, you know, my own share. Share with my own share. <laughs> um, anyway, I just want to talk about how I met my husband for this episode. Well, the actual love story began with pancit canton and boiled egg, but that's not what I'm going to talk about. The mechanics of how I actually met him is what you're going to hear. It was what I would say a God-ordained meeting. Each of us came from totally different paths that if it were not for God, there was really then no way that our paths would cross, that's for sure. So... Anyway, in order for me to share about that, I had to go back to my years as a radio DJ. My first job was a DJ in a Christian faith-based radio station here in Cebu City. By the way, if you want to listen to some alternative type of music with lots of inspiring messages the whole day, tune in up to 98.7 DYFRFM, the life-changing radio. You'll find them there. You know, I really, really loved working there. So it was very heartbreaking for me to decide to move forward. But then there's another story to tell. (laughs) So going back, I was a DJ and he was one of my many listeners who just happened to find our broadcast. Well, in his former life, of course, he didn't even know that our radio station existed. But when he got imprisoned in Cebu City Jail... That's when he had his personal turning point with God through faith in Christ Jesus. Uh, In case you don't know yet, inside our many prison cells in the country where all the physical lawbreakers are placed in, there are brave and gracious people who visit and just talk to these people. They talk about the love of God because, you know, in normal circumstances, why would you even talk to someone with a shady past? Basically, they're um, just shared about who God is to give them hope and a chance of a brand new life. Well, anyway, um, I know for myself that I wouldn't even talk to these kinds of people. You know, the literal people with shady past. Just real talk there. But that was before I met him because I have a changed mind now. So anyway, my husband was one of the inmates who got captivated by these talks about this God. This God who runs and embraces prodigals to accept them and call them his own. So to shorten that part, he had what I would call a God encounter. And that was the end of his shady life. He then became a person who now wants to do anything that has something to do with God. And this is now the part where we met. Sorry guys for the long intro, but the backstory should really be established real quick for better understanding. Explanations. Alright, anyway. So, inside the jail, because he was now part of the inmate group who were branded as the Bible group, their sources of media entertainment, both in the radio and TV, 
should really be in most cases containing a good influence so their cell mayor would see to it that um, they are only paying attention to these kinds of sources so for the radio station nobody was allowed to change it to another channel except to 98.7 DYFRFM and um, inside the prison they also have a one-stop store where um, he became one of the attendants and it, it is in this store that the radio station was placed in so that's how he ended up being one of our listeners according to him one of the programs that he enjoyed tuning into was the one I was handling and it was not even because it was fun to listen to unfortunately it was really just because at that time it was the only portion where we accommodate greetings and requests and read messages from our listeners live on the air and uh, we did that because my program was our touch base with the listeners uh, at that time I was also assigned as the audience relations person so I really had to do a program like that so uh, he enjoyed listening to the different stories of his fellow listeners, especially those who answer the questions for the day and stuff like that. So he realized one day of letting us know that they were also listeners like him. So he sent a message. And when I read his message on air, I was very surprised and happy to learn about it because it was my first time to get that kind of feedback from inmates and when i reported it during our weekly team meetings that's when i learned that there had also been similar feedback in the past from my former colleagues and we were very thankful that the practice of listening to our station had been passed on to the later inmates now just to give you a picture of how it would have how it would feel for you know for um for someone to get your message read on the air just picture yourself sending a message to your favorite celebrity today or to your um, online influencer and then got your message featured in their posts you'd really be excited to hear or read your name or find your message included and that's how it was for him that time so he became a regular Although, I don't read his messages anymore every day because I had to also accommodate the others. But uh, when I don't read their messages, I always see to it that I get to greet their names on air too, to acknowledge their time. As long as they're able to send the message within my time slot. And so, our radio station anniversary yeah. Our station anniversary came, uh, the, we, we talked about what we were going to do with our listeners, we were on the planning stage, and one of the proposals was participating in the prison ministry activities to touch base with this group of listeners, since we haven't tried that at all. And so, as the audience relations person, I got the assignment to work on how we could go about it and see if it will actually work. Um, in the end, that did not work out as planned. It did not push through. 
but I did manage to visit inside the jail accompanied by the recognized prison ministry of the Living Word Churches in Cebu. And that's how I met my husband. The end. <laughs> I know you'd like to hear a lot more, so here goes. Anyway, when we were getting ready to get inside the jail, I remember feeling so scared and nervous about it because it was my first time. I was thinking of all those scary-looking men. Oh, by the way, men and women have separate facilities. And I joined the one scheduled for the men's facility because, of course, that's where my husband was confined. And he was a regular listener. So that was a practical option. Thankfully, there were also ministry members who were women, so I felt a little comfortable. And they were the ones who oriented me on what to do when inside, how to prepare for the screening as we get in, what to bring, what not to bring, and those kinds of things. So that part, I got myself ready, but the other part was not... Uh, well, I prepared myself to see long-haired old men with uncombed hair, tattoos all over their body, you know, the typical prison guy. And I actually did see a lot of those. But what I wasn't prepared to see was the um, appearances of the Bible group inmates because they really looked different. A lot of them were, yeah, they were tattooed, but they were clean looking. You wouldn't even think that you were inside a jail facility when you were in their company. So that's when I got introduced physically uh, to my then listener husband. The leader was like, hey, Cariel, this is Armar, the one who kept listening or sending messages to your program. He's your avid listener. And I was like, oh, hi, Armar, nice meeting you. He was also surprised because he didn't expect to be actually introduced to me. So anyway, we attended their fellowship time. We had great time singing songs about God and for God and listened to a Bible message and had snacks after. Um, I would also like to mention this very quick that um, while I was listening to these people saying for God, I really felt so ashamed of myself because here I was, a church girl, doing all these things good in people's eyes, and yet I felt that their closeness with God was more genuine than mine. You would hear that in their singing. You would feel how truly happy they were that the God of all could still actually give them the chance of life to love them, to pay attention to them. Here's a people who society has rejected and they knew it and they accepted it and they don't mind because they knew that people may not love them, but God will. And that's all that mattered to them. And that scene brought me an even clearer picture of what grace is all about, you know? God's undeserving favor for man. I remember what it said uh, somewhere in the good book that he who is forgiven much is also able to love much. And that's how it was for them. Okay, going back, I was introduced to the whole group then to speak up front, to share something about myself and why I was there. 
and which was not a problem because that's my thing so anyway when I was there though up front and I was looking at the sea of unfamiliar faces before me for some reason Irma's face stood out you know his face was just really bright it was dazzling it was really really bright that I could not help getting back to him after I scanned the faces of my audience because you know as a public speaker you really have to roam your eyes around to your audience just to be sure that they're all looking at you or they're paying attention to you right but you know while I'm doing that I could also see his brightness at the peripheral vision so I can't help myself but to go back to him and it was really a bright appearance and he was just smiling the entire time it was a kind of smile without teeth you know the tight-lipped smile um, but still a smile so when snacks time came he personally approached me to say that he was glad to finally see me in person and he never thought that he would come to that point because I was just in the radio and he was just a listener and I realized that he was right because in the first place if he didn't get jailed he would still be in his shady life and I don't think we would really cross paths I wouldn't be in the places that he was in definitely and he would never be in the church places that I was in that's for sure so when I say that we would never cross paths in normal circumstances I would also say we did cross paths because of the cross of Christ if you know what I mean (laughs) and I would also hasten to add that in that first meet with Irma I did really find him good looking too like I remember telling my colleague that oh Irma is really good looking and then we looked him up in Facebook to see how he if he has a Facebook to check <laughs> anyway he looked very neat and clean no tattoos and all which was really surprising because I was really expecting uh, that kind of appearance but he didn't have those so you know I was like wow this guy doesn't look like he belongs here or he belong yeah he belongs here and after that first meeting he became an even more regular responder that he even sends messages even when my program is over so i actually appreciate the part when he got prudent to realize that he was already asking some personal questions while i was still using the company issued phone so he politely asked for my number well you know i don't really give out my phone number to people i haven't met yet so it was really a good thing that we have because i was then able to give him my personal number and that's how we actually started talking outside the dj listener scenario and the first conversation we had was whether i have tried eating pancit canton with boiled egg which i haven't I wish I tried after that conversation and I told him that I liked it. And that's how the real love story began. Anyway, thankfully enough, in a matter of months from that first meeting, he got freed from jail and the rest is what we say history.
so there you go that's how i met my husband and that's just really it i just want to say very quick also that i believe that every love story is unique i know mine is and i know yours is too whether you're single married searching or whatever relation state a relationship state you're in right now I'd like to say that if God is not intentionally invited into that story, it will just be all sparks and fizzle. But you know, when God is in it, even if you get to the point where you say it didn't work out, you will do the ugly cry, of course, but it will be it will end up rather as a really good kind of cry, and it will be for your own good and benefit. And that's it for me today, friend. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Bye!